0: i
1: How do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity using kindness and compassion to earn respect combine this with a go-getter, visionary and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks.
2: Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host Kathy Fairbanks, and I am delighted that you've decided to join us today. We are in for a big treat. We're going to be exploring the topic of virtual assistants. And today I want to share with you a personal story, and that's a story regarding when I started working at Clemmer and Associates, and I think it really ties in the aspect of what a virtual assistant can do for your business and work with you as a partner. founder and my mentor, Brian Clemmer, always had a phrase that he would say in seminars and it would be um, people who would walk up and say, man my life is so full, my plate's full. And Brian would look at them and say, you know what, you probably need to get a bigger plate. And I have to tell you, it didn't necessarily set well with me in terms of getting a bigger plate that felt like my life was going to get out of balance. And one day I had an opportunity to talk to Brian about that and I said what does that really mean get a bigger plate because I don't want to spin spend out and what he explained to me is it doesn't mean that you're going to spin out and just keep putting more and more things on a bigger and bigger plate. Kathy what I'm really talking about is leveraging. Do what you do best and invite other people into your life And get a bigger plate that way. So that's where our guest comes into play, Tracy Osborne. She is a leading expert on online business management and her specialty of project management with over 10 years of experience in the virtual assistance area. She is the CEO of Business Solutions Made Simple. Now, I don't know about you, but I love it when a company's name actually advertises what their skill sets are. So, Business Solutions Made Simple. And her goal here is having a multi-VA firm, she has a goal of putting together the brightest VAs and helping entrepreneurs who really want to achieve daily operations and bottom line results and free up the time for the entrepreneur and that small business owner to do what they do best. So I don't want to steal any of Tracy's thunder. Let's welcome Tracy to today's show. Thank you, Kathy. I'm so happy to be here. Well, it's, a, it's our treat, our delight to have you here. So for those of you, um, give, us, give us an example or an idea of what a virtual assistant is. I want to make sure all the listeners understand that terminology, and we'll probably refer to it a lot as VA. Mm-hmm. So give us a background of what that is, because it's not as if um, you can say, oh, I'm an accountant, an attorney, a teacher, a coach. And you know right away what that means, what that is. What is a virtual assistant?
3: Right. So the virtual assistant title is—it's um, actually quickly becoming a huge umbrella that a company um, that um, describes a whole bunch of different things that is done virtually. So to really get clear, a virtual assistant is not an employee that works for you remotely. Um, that is, you know, that is a virtual employee. A virtual assistant, number one, is a business owner. We are a small business owner just like you, um, and and we just happen to work remotely. So, you know, it, it's great. We get to work in our pajamas and make money, and life is happy. Um, so there's different types of virtual assistants, and the first type is your general admin. So the general admin is Oftentimes, new to the VA industry, they're just starting out building their business, and they're coming from corporate, so they bring that background. They have the secretarial or the administrative skills, or they may have, um, you know, they may have other corporate skills. I, I entered the VA industry after being a vice president of a finance company, so you know, we, we bring that corporate skill set with us. So, you know, the general admin can do tasks like. Manage your email, uh, manage your schedule, book your travel, um, edit your letters and documents and create your spreadsheets and, you know, all that kind of admin stuff that has to get done, but not necessarily by you.
2: All right. So Uh, that gives us a beautiful perspective of, of really what the, the VA is. And I'm curious, you mentioned that you came from the financial services world. You worked in the corporate world. What really spawned a, a transition or a change in the, the because this is very different. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a different career path that you had. So what, what happened? What's your background around this? It was a huge change. Um, my background, I, I actually originally was going to be an accountant,
3: um, I even went to I went to college. I have 3 years in on a degree, a bachelor in um business management with a double major in finance and accounting. And while I was going to school, I was working as um in finance. And you know, even you know kind of stopped school just because I I got so busy with this new with this position. But what really happened was it wasn't what I wanted to do. Um It was what I was good at. I'm great at math. I'm great at numbers. And I like doing the bookkeeping part of it. But I found out that as I was really getting into it, it just wasn't the passion that I thought I had. And that's because I was learning about all this other new cool stuff that was out there that I'd never heard of, like coaching and, uh, you know, just all kinds of different industries. So um, the other thing that happened was I was away from my family a lot. Um, you know, when you're networking and networking extensively and that's what I was doing, I, it was easy to be working 80 hours a week and I live outside Atlanta. So not only was I working, but I had that commute and, you know, if you don't hit the the rush hour at the right time, you're stuck in traffic for two or three hours just trying to get home. So I had four children at home and I never saw them. I was up and out of the house before they got up for school. I got home maybe just in time to put them to bed, and I was tired of it. So I was talking to a friend of mine one day. We were having coffee. She happened to be a C-level executive coach, um, you know, coaching the, the CEOs of the Fortune 500 companies, that kind of thing, and I, I was complaining to her again about how tired I was of not seeing my family, and um, I was burnt out in my job. I just... I wasn't passionate about it, and she told me for the second time, she said, you need to take your skills. You have a very strong administrative background, and you're always asking other people, how can I help you? And helping them do whatever it is that they need help with, even though you're not getting paid for it, so you need to take those skills and become a virtual assistant. And at this time, this was, you know, eight years ago, the VA industry was brand new. Nobody had heard of it. Um, you know, there was hardly any information online when I went home and you know tried to Google it and and all that. But I thought, well, you know, why not? This is the second time she told me this. The woman gets paid thousands of dollars to coach people, so she knows what she's talking about. I should probably listen. So I did. I I went home that weekend. This was on a Saturday morning. I went home. I I did some research. I built a website, and by Monday, my business was born.
2: Oh, I love um, it. Some some of the best mentoring comes from girlfriends over coffee. There's no doubt about that. Right. <laughs> right. No yeah, doubt absolutely. about that. So you basically built the foundation of your business over a weekend. From that How did you start it out, and I know that you've evolved greatly over the last seven or eight years Mm -hmm. in terms of what you offer. So are there different sectors of business solutions made simple that we want to make our audience aware of?
3: Oh, absolutely. So uh, when I first started out, um, my ideal client was anybody with a pulse who wanted to pay me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very common for a lot of us when we're first starting out as entrepreneurs. But um, I quickly found what I I liked to do, what I didn't like to do, and what I was good at. So, you know, in the beginning, I I, because I was a huge networker and I was very well-known in Atlanta, um, all I had to do was really just tell a few key people what I was doing, and two months later, I was able to actually quit my job because I would already replaced my income. wasn't with the ideal target client or the, the great work, but it gave me a start. Um, from there, I was able to slowly begin building my skill set. So in the beginning, I I did personal uh, assistant stuff. So I ran errands, and I would go to clients' offices and babysit them while they worked. Um, I would go to client offices and do all their filing and that kind of thing. And then I decided, you know what, this is still getting me out of the house too much. So I really need to figure out how to keep it at home. Um, so yeah, I have evolved greatly over the years, and my skill sets have gone from being able to send out a very basic newsletter to being able to build websites and put together very complicated launches and things like that, so are there different facets of my company? Absolutely. Um, you know of course, we have the the technical side where we do all the you know we'll update your website, we'll post your blog, we'll send out your newsletter if you want a webinar, we'll put all that all those pieces together um and then we go into more of the specialty stuff so I personally specialize in project management. So if you have a big project that you need to get done, let's say you need, you know, your website built, and it's quite an extensive website, and you need somebody to oversee all of that, uh, that's the kind of thing that somebody would hire me for. I also specialize in business management. So, you know, companies who have gotten very huge and or entrepreneurs who have gotten very huge, but they're still kind of doing it themselves, they then hire me to kind of take over running their business.
2: Well, so that's what I
3: a love this
2: Perfect. That's what I love, Tracy, about hearing you explain what you do, because I was introduced to you via a colleague. And um, she utilizes your services, raves about your services. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing better than a happy client. And what I realized, uh, when I first spoke with you, you were giving me examples of some of the, the services that your firm offers. And I was learning along the way, things that I need to be doing in my business, because It was kind of new for me in terms of wearing this entrepreneurial hat. You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. We have our guest Tracy Osborne with us, and she's going to be sharing with us solutions that truly make your business life simple. Stay tuned. We'll come back from break, and Tracy's going to share some key tips in amping up your business.
4: If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sun Jog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
4: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guests today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is Kathy at Compassionate Samurai Show.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fearbanks, and today we have guest Tracy Osborne. And Tracy is the CEO of Business Solutions Made Simple, and she is an expert in the field of virtual assistance and more. And so one of the things that I wanted to find out from Tracy, because this happened to me a few months ago, and it... It had to do with, holy smokes, I'm getting a little bit too overwhelmed in this business. The opportunities are, are coming my way. The growth is occurring. And what do I do next? And and my MO would always be reach out to family, reach out to my mom, my sisters, and they would always come and help bail me out or my kids. And um, I wanted to take it to a much more professional realm, not that they're not professional, but but instead of helping me out on a favor or a weekend. So Tracy, share with me the steps. What are the warning signs or the signals that a business owner is ready to step into the talent pool of virtual assisting?
3: Absolutely. So generally, um, they come to me oftentimes when it's too late and overwhelm is just completely overtaken them. So some of the warning signs that you want to look out for is, Your business is growing. You're getting so much work coming in, but maybe you're starting to get a little bit too busy. You're working 10, 15, 60-hour days, and you're not getting caught up. Um, You're starting to kind of drop the ball on things. It's taking you too long to send out proposals or contracts or even invoice your clients or, you know, little things like that that you're having to kind of shove off. I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, and tomorrow never comes. So when you start kind of seeing the signs of that happening, that's when it's time to reach out for help. Um, you know, I always try to, to tell people, don't wait until you are just completely drowning and overwhelmed if you can absolutely help it. When you start seeing that and you start feeling that stress coming on, that's when it's time to reach out and, and get somebody in to start helping you.
2: All right. So once you have that awareness, that's step one, where do you go step for one. step? what's that next
3: step we take? So step two is to start figuring out what it is that you need help with. Um, A lot of times people will come to us and say, I know I need help, but I just don't know where to start. So what I tell people is follow yourself around for a couple days and set set an alarm on your phone or on your calendar whatever for 20 minutes. Every 20 minutes, write down what you have done during that 20-minute time block and you can even take it up a step further and how long it took you to do that. Um, and do that for a couple of days, and it's going to tell you several things. Number one, it's going to tell you where your, your time sucks are. So what are you spending so much time in that you're not aware of it? Uh, email is a big one. Facebook is another one. Um, for me, it's Skype. I get sucked into Skype a lot because I'm talking to my team. So where are those huge, huge time sucks? And it's going to be very eye-opening to find out just how much time you really actually spend on those and you're just not aware of it. Um, the second thing it's going to tell you is where can you start delegating? So you're going to have a clear outline of everything that you, that you do in your business, and you're going to be able to look at this list and say, okay, my newsletter, I can, I can outsource that. Um, you know, client care follow-up, that can be outsourced or automated even um you know those kinds of things so that will give you an idea of where you can start
2: well the i next know thing when you want to go ahead, ahead. Well, I know, I remember when I first heard you say that, I started documenting all of these, every task that I was doing, and I started throwing a task, and the question was, do I have to do this, or is this mm-hmm. something with a little training someone else could be doing? And so I created a file, my my favorite file to go to is smartsheet.com, I love smartsheet.com, and so I just created a VA file, here are some potential tasks, jobs, projects, responsibilities. Perfect. And that even felt like a relief in my head because I started realizing how much of my business time I was going to get back. And so that was Mm -hmm. a big gift you gave by saying, shadow yourself, document it all. So what's step three? So step three is to start thinking about
3: what kind of person do you want to partner with? So. When you're thinking about hiring a virtual assistant, don't think of it in terms of, I am hiring an employee, I'm hiring someone to come do my tasks. You are hiring somebody to partner with you in your business. A good virtual assistant is not going to just be a task taker. They're going to be able to see your big picture and really get it and really be able to get in there and help you strategize and help you um, you know, create new ideas for free gifts and money making opportunities and things like that. So they really become a partner. So, what kind of person do you want to partner with? What characteristics should they have? What strengths and weaknesses should they have? And these should kind of be complementary to yours. So, if you're very good with, or very, let's say if you're very weak in organization, your VA better be very good in organization, you know, things like that. So that's kind of step three. Okay. Step four is to start looking for somebody. Now that you have an idea of what, what kind of tasks you're going to give them and what kind of person you want to look or work with, now it's where do I find them. So the first thing I do is or I tell people is go to your trusted colleagues. Go to people who are already working with a virtual assistant. Um, if you belong to Facebook mastermind groups, post in there. And, you know, let people know, hey, I'm ready to hire a VA. Do you have recommendations? Um, start there. If you're not getting what you what you want, then, you know, by all means, in the groups that you're in, you know, I see these all the time where people will actually post for a virtual assistant. So you create, you know, a quote-unquote job posting. In these posts, um, you want to be very clear. So who are you? What kind of work is you know, do you have for them an idea of it? You know, you're not going to list every little task, of course, but like the, the main idea, is, you know, I need somebody with technical skills so they can do my website, my, back, my newsletters, and so forth. Um, an idea of how much time per month they're going to be spending. And this could be a little bit tricky, and this is why when you follow yourself around, if you write down your time, you're going to see how much time approximately you're spending. So that's about how much time you're going to really be needing somebody. So five hours a month, ten hours a month. Um. If you're incredibly busy, it, it could even be more. I have clients that are twenty, thirty, forty hours a month. Um, and then you want to, you know, list in there. Um, of course, how you want them to contact you. So what I do when I'm posting for VAs for my team is I will actually put in like little hidden instructions within my post. So I may be putting something. I may say something like. Um you know, hey, we're hiring again. I'm looking for a general admin person who can help out with email management, scheduling. Oh, hey, by the way, when you email me, make sure you tell me what you had for dinner last night. And then I go back on to listing all this other stuff, right? Uh-huh. So I put sure. these little hidden tests in there. And the reason I do that is because I want to make sure that my girls are detail-oriented. And, and you want to make sure your VA is detail-oriented. So, and they can follow instructions. So if they skim over that, then I know they're not very detail-oriented. Or if I put in there to email me and they send me a private message on Facebook, they can't follow instructions. If they don't send me the right subject line, they can't follow instructions. I immediately delete those applicants. I don't even look at them. So that's kind of the next step to start looking for your right partner.
2: Well, I so appreciate that because there's nothing worse than technically, you're talking about avoiding a mishire. Mm -hmm. And um, if you're going to spend some time doing a little training, making sure that someone understands the scope of the job, uh, certainly the following instructions is a key item, obviously. Um, I like that. So you embed that, basically your call for action basically has that somewhere embedded. There's something there instructionally for them mm-hmm. to follow, pick up on. I love that. Great idea. Right.
3: I will, yeah, I mean, I will put clear instructions. Send me an email at, make sure you use this subject line. This is what I want you to send me in the email, but then I'll put something hidden in there. Um, you know, make sure you put red as the first word or something along those lines, especially if you're going on like Elance. If you're using Elance or ODUS to find your assistant, then you definitely want to put that kind of, that kind of stuff in there for sure.
2: All right. Share with us what, what those firms are, what they do. So, Elance and
3: Odesk are their um, oh, like job boards, basically um, for online support persons. So you could get all kinds of stuff done. Um, you can you know you can post for admins for virtual assistants. I've seen posts for websites. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. The trick with Elis and Odesk—they're not bad places, but you're going to get a lot of new people. You're also going to get bombarded by the overseas people. And while I'm not knocking working with an overseas VA, it is very, very tricky to work with an overseas VA. You can definitely find somebody and pay them three bucks an hour that works in the Philippines or in India. And if you find a gem, you are—you're lucky. Um, the problem with that is they have a very, you know, the language barrier and the culture barrier. So um, for some cases, you can definitely work with the overseas people. But so when you're using Elance and Nodesk, you just want to be very careful and, you know, make sure you put those, those hidden um, instructions in there for sure to help kind of weed out.
2: Great. Now well, it sounds like maybe they're a better tool for one off projects versus um I want to talk about a team concept mm-hmm. of virtual assistants versus so you know, having one virtual assistant uh that, that does everything on a generalist level. Can you share with me the pros and cons of a team concept mm-hmm. versus a, a solo generalist?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know. At one point in time, we all kind of start out as a Jack or Jill of all trades. And the problem with that is, as the saying goes, Jack of all trades, master of none. So we know a little bit about a lot of things. And that's okay for a lot of people. You, know, you may just need somebody who can send out your newsletter or you know, do smaller tasks. And, um, and that's, that works for you. Uh, but then, you know, as, as your business grows and you start really needing more of those skills, those more specialized skill um, you know, that's where having a team comes into play. So for example, I have, um, I think I have about 10 people on my team right now and we all have varying levels of skills. And while most of us can do a lot of the same thing as each other, um, some people do it better. So I have I've got some girls on my team who are phenomenal with building web pages and um, putting together the the funnels and stuff like that. But you tell them I need a webinar and they come back and say, "Well, I need all the steps." So they're you know they're great at doing this portion of it, but they're not good at doing this portion of it. So we have a lot of complementary skill sets on the team which makes it nice. my clients can come to me and say, this is what I need done. And then they know that I've got the um, background and the experience to, you know, build out the whole, a whole plan for things because I've got the project management experience. And then my team makes sure it gets done.
2: Wonderful! So that that really lets you and lets your client tap into a pool of multi talented mm-hmm. resources. We are it coming does. up to um, thank okay. you. We are coming up to our second break. Stay tuned. We're learning all kinds of um, streamline insights from Tracy with business solutions made simple. Stay with us. We're going to start diving into the variety of sample jobs, projects, and tasks that a VA can take off of. You're listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
4: The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Kadlik. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business.
4: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guests today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is Kathy at Compassionate Samurai Show.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
2: Welcome back. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Delighted you're here with us today. And we have guest expert Tracy Osborne, and she is the CEO of Business Solutions Made Simple. She's giving us ideas on how to really take some of that heavy lifting off of our load as a business owner and make sure that we've outsourced this task, these projects properly uh, to get done in an efficient way because our reputations certainly are at stake. Now, Tracy, I'm guessing one of the important tasks that we have to do near the beginning of this whole project would be to create a job description or a project description so we're clear with the virtual assistant what the expectations are. Do you recommend uh, a one sheet, uh, bullet points? What's the best way to communicate what this description would look like?
3: Oh, goodness. Um, That's a really good question. So you could do a one-sheet. Um, what I've seen done in the past would be people will actually create a web page with a the entire description, So they might post a little bit on Facebook and then put a link to the whole description, so it will give a lot more background on the client and the company. It will give a lot more um, background on what the position entails you know what kind of skills you're looking for, what platforms you need them to be experienced in, and then you can also put there what your expectations are. Um, you also have this in your interview call with them, too. You will let them know what the expectations are, and they will tell you what, your, what their expectations are. So you have to remember, when you're on the phone and you're, you're interviewing, quote-unquote, these VAs, they're interviewing you as well. So when I get on the phone with somebody, I'm, I'm listening and asking questions and checking to see, is this going to be a good fit for me, not necessarily me for them, but you know it has to be a good fit for both of you. so keep that in mind when you're drafting these that um, you're you know you're not looking for an employee, you're looking for a partner, and I can't emphasize that enough. Um, because, you know, again, it's a two way street. You guys have to be a good fit for each other. So you can create a one sheet and send it to them. You could put it on your website or you could just convey it. I, I generally just have people convey it or we talk about it on our phone call. You know, what do they expect from me and what do I expect from them?
2: I love that, setting out those clear expectations, because I realize if, uh, if we don't set out those clear expectations, they become resist- resentments and uh, confusion and lack of clarity. And uh, I don't know about you, but if I don't have clarity with a project, it takes me twice as long to get it done.
3: Well, yeah, not only, do, not only does it take twice as long, but it doesn't get done right because right. you're you're not clear you don't know what you're supposed to be doing so absolute clarity is definitely key
2: Wonderful, wonderful. Now, what would be, if you're stepping new into the virtual assistant uh, arena, what, how would you coach one of your new clients in terms of the do's and don'ts? What are some mistakes that, oh. let's, you know, let's, let's avoid recreating the wheel of mistakes. Let's just completely sure. bypass those mistakes and know, okay, you're the expert here. You've been doing this for eight years. What are the do's? What are the don'ts? Okay, so, do, um,
3: you know, treat your VA with the respect that a business associate would deserve. Um, you know, again, this is a point that I hamper on a lot, and that's because I see it so much. Um, so, remember that they're a business owner. They're not at your beck and call. Um, they're not working your dedicated hours. They're a business owner. They have other clients, and you need to keep that in mind. Um Pay on time. And this is huge. Uh, I will give more attention and better attention to the clients whose money I don't have to chase. And the clients whose money that I have to chase on a regular basis, I end up firing. Because I, I don't have time. I am very busy. The last thing I have time for is to chase money. And if you don't pay me on time, I can't pay my team on time. So pay them on time. Um, show appreciation you know it doesn't have to be much. you could just just a simple email and I get these all the time, and when I get these little emails or I see a post on Facebook or something, they absolutely make my day where a client just says, "I am so grateful that is on my side." Um so make sure you appreciate everything that they're doing. Um, give clear instruction. This is, this is a huge one, especially in the beginning when you guys are first trying to figure out how to work together. So you need to make sure that you're very clear on what you're looking for with a particular task. What are the steps? What, you know, if you have a sample, if, it's, if they're building a, an opt-in page for you and you have a sample of what you want it to look like, make sure you send that so that they're not stuck um, doing what they think you want and then it being completely wrong. So be very clear on your instructions don't, again, treat them like an employee. Um, And this comes down to when you're posting your job post and you're asking, you know, you're posting um, or you're uh, having your interview with them. Don't ask employee-based questions. Things like, where do you see yourself five five years from now? Um, Don't ask me things like, uh, why do you think you're a good fit for my company? I, I absolutely hate when I see an application and I, I go to look at it, and the first question is, tell me why you're a good fit for my company. Well, I don't know that we're a good fit for each other at all. I don't know you. I uh-huh. haven't talked to you. You haven't talked to me. We don't know that we're a fit. So don't ask those kinds of questions, those job-related questions. Right. Um, you want to ask more about what are their skills? What is their background? Um, you know, what is a project that you've done where, It is completely excelled. You know, something like that. So you want to know about their history. Um, uh, Don't micromanage. This is one of my pet peeves. And a fast way to get the ax is to have a micromanager. And this is really hard when you're first working with a virtual assistant. Uh, It's very common when you're first working with a virtual assistant uh, to send an email. And an hour later, where are you? What are you doing on my task? I used to have clients call me and say, what you working on? Uh, well not your stuff. <laughs> you know. I'm working on the newsletter for somebody else. What's neat? You know? So I'm painting yeah, my nails and
2: eating bonbons. That's what exactly. I'm doing. My you nails know, yeah,
3: okay, bonbons. so it's two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm paying my nails. So what? I have time. Your stuff is getting done. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, so be respectful. Be respectful of their time. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, um don't don't be abusive, don't be mean. Um, I, I, had a client a couple years ago who, she was a very big business management client of mine and things were great in the beginning. And then all of a sudden I couldn't do anything right. Um, everything I did was wrong and she just got very, very abusive and it wasn't, it wasn't me. I found out, um, you yeah, know, I thought it was, and she, she had me to, to the point where I was questioning my own abilities. And come to find out this is a pattern with her. So don't be abusive. If, a, if a, your VA makes a mistake, they make a mistake. They're human. Um, yeah, you're going to be upset, especially if it's a big one, but work with them. How, you know, kind of coach them, um, make sure they take responsibility for their actions, but then ask them what are you going to do in the future to make sure this doesn't happen? As opposed to browbeating them, oh my god, I can't believe how bad you screwed up, and you know how much money this cost me, and and right to your computer screen. But on the other side, they're feeling like like dog do. Okay, they know they screwed up, and they're feeling terrible. You don't need to beat them with it. So um, you know, be compassionate. Those are some of the the biggest things. And and again, just remember the fact that they're your partner, not your employee. That's just the one thing I absolutely cannot stress enough.
2: Well, these words, these do's and don'ts really resonate. I was busy taking notes and, and, um, I'll probably just. Post them right up onto uh, onto my cabinet so I can see that. And one of the things that you mentioned that I hadn't thought about doing, I have a few folks that are helping me out these days, and I hadn't really thought about when they finish off a big project. Um, I, I have one person in mind that I'm thinking about, and she's really big into social media. It's all about social media, and I realized that I've thanked her personally. I've written thank you notes. I've I've provided referrals to her for her artistry and her. Graphic art design, but I've never put a post out on Facebook of how pleased I am with a project that she's completed with me. So I'm grateful for that idea. That's brilliant, and mm-hmm. uh, it's her—it's her area where she—that's going to fill her cup up. There's no doubt about it. So absolutely. I will do that. I will yeah, do that. So not only—not
3: only is she getting those kudos, and that's going to absolutely make her day, but you're telling the world hey, I absolutely love her. I, I really strongly suggest you work with her. I do that with my clients all the time. I will, I'll, I'll call my clients out on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And, you know, if they have a a media post or, um, not a media, but, um, you know, their uh, a media appearance, you know, I'll share that or I'll share their kudos or, you know, I'm so proud of this client for doing this or, um, because that is also spreading the word about them too. So
2: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you mentioned the word compassion, and that really leads me into something that I want to answer for the listeners. I get um, emails and keep sending me your emails. I love getting your emails and your calls about what is a compassionate samurai. So listeners who really haven't heard me talk about the definition of a compassionate samurai, I'd encourage you to go out on the archives in Voice America for this show segment and look up the show we did on November 12th of 2015. Because in that show, it's basically Compassionate Samurai 101. We talk about the 10 traits of the compassion Passionate samurai. And one of the traits or one of the don'ts that Tracy said make sure that you're not paying late. In other words, pay on time. And when I look at that, that falls into the trait of personal responsibility. Don't break your agreements, be personally responsible. And I would also venture to say if something happens, Then you go back to your business partner and you renegotiate. It could be, hey, I got delayed on a business trip and I don't have the tools with me for one reason or another to get you paid today, but I can make it happen tomorrow. Will that work for you? So stay in integrity. And if you're going to renegotiate something, you need to do that renegotiation before the deadline occurs that's another key point um, Mm -hmm. without a doubt well I can't believe it but we are coming up against our final break I've got more questions I'm I'm just loving what Tracy's sharing with us today stay tuned we're going to finish off the show with some robust tips and then we have an invitation to learn more about what Tracy's business can do she truly is a pay it forward business owner And I want you to have a chance to experience her website because there are all kinds of tools and treasures that she's providing to the listeners today. You're listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Stay tuned for more. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to The Tech Cat Show, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, On Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel.
4: Do you know how to tell a great story? In business, the stories you tell play a big role in your success. Whether you're trying to get more clients or influence people as a leader, storytelling will help you do it. Story Powered with Leanne Pico is here to help you activate your storytelling superpower to build a better business and achieve your goals and dreams. Story Powered can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market
1: you are listening to the compassionate samurai business hour to reach kathy fairbanks or her guest today please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790 again that's 1-866-472-5790 if you'd rather send an email the email address is kathy at compassionate samurai show.com now Back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
2: Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. And today we're learning from expert Tracy Osborne with business solutions made simple. And Tracy's been sharing with us and really opening up the field of virtual assistance. Now, one of the things that I want to focus on is the reality that we're all human. So every once in a while, there can be a mishire that occurs or someone simply where your style of communication isn't gelling with their style and it's just not going to work in order to get projects completed. So Tracy, give us some insight on what are some of those red flags of a this probably isn't going to work out, and then what's the the proper action steps to take to remain in integrity and have some compassion around the person that you invited into your workspace?
3: So probably the biggest warning flags is that um, you know things aren't getting done, or they're not listening to what you say. Um, You know, there's a personality um, mismatch, things like that. So when you start seeing that your stuff's not getting done or it's it's getting done late, uh, your view is coming up with excuses um, or they just drop off the face of the planet all of a sudden, which just, you know, that recently happened to me, it happens. Um, Things go along great, then all of a sudden life gets in the way. And one of the biggest problems... Uh, that a lot of people face, not just virtual assistants, but a lot of people in general, is when life happens and they get overwhelmed or they get behind, they get embarrassed and they don't want to necessarily own up to it or they don't know how to own up to it. Um, and so they just kind of play ostrich and put their head in the sand. I, I, I did it in the beginning days um, till I finally learned that owning up to it is a lot better than hiding from it. But... You know, so when you get to that point, have that dialogue with them. Get them on the phone. Find out what is going on. It could be that um, you know there's stuff going on in their life that they're just embarrassed or they don't want to tell you about. But you know, maybe you need to know so that you're not sending them so much work. Or it could be that the the deadlines that you have are just unrealistic for their business. Um, You may need things done faster than what they they can just absolutely produce in their business. So you know, find out what exactly is going on to the best of your ability. If you can't, you can't, you know, but but at least make that attempt. Um, if you have to cut them loose, at least try to give them a notice. You know, whatever your contract states, my contract says a 30-day notice. So, you know, give a 30-day notice if you can. Most oftentimes, once it gets to that point where you're done, you're done. Um, and, and, you know, you don't have to, you don't give a 30-day notice. You just, like, this is not working, we have to cut ties. But if you absolutely can, you know, give them that 30-day notice. Work with them on having them help you kind of transition into a new person. So have them create standard operating procedures of the tasks that they've been doing. Um, You know, have them work with with the new person and and help them to get trained, that kind of thing. You know, as long as the split is amicable. If it gets right. down to the point where it, it's just not going to be amicable, things are just not happening, You know, then you just have
2: to make that clean break. All right. That's some good coaching. Thank you for sharing that. I know it can be an unpleasant topic, but when we're living in reality, it's a topic that we need to prepare for and make sure that we're doing, uh, that our actions are mm-hmm. really mirroring that of a compassionate samurai. Um, now, I am curious because... I maybe there's somebody out there saying okay I'm I'm all in this virtual assistant thing sounds like exactly what I need but I don't know that I put anything in my budget for 2016 in order to make that happen so can you share with us kind of a, a scale or a range of what sort of uh, you know American dollars I we're talking about in, yeah. in terms of payments
3: yeah absolutely um <laughs> So your more general admins, um, the ones who are just going to manage your email, manage your schedules, you know that basic stuff. Uh, especially if they're new to the industry, they don't really have those technical skills or the experience. Um, you're going to be looking at paying about twenty to twenty five dollars an hour. The mid range virtual assistants who have been doing it for a year, you know, at least a year, maybe more. They've they've got some of those technical skills. They can create a web page and, you know, send out your newsletter and things like that. Then so you're going to be looking around the thirty-five dollar to forty dollar an hour range. As you get the more experience and those seasoned VAs who they do this stuff in their sleep. They know what they're doing. They do it faster than the others. They do it with higher quality. You know, like myself, mm-hmm. <laughs> to my own horn here. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff I can do in my sleep. So. We, we've we been doing it for so long, it's like second nature to us. So you're going to pay for that, and you're going to be paying, you know, $45 to $75 an hour for that, depending on what it is. And then it, it's going to go up from there. My project management skills and my online business management skills, those come at a higher rate. It's more experience and then a more in-depth type of work. So, you, you know, um, don't be afraid to pay for what you need. Now, I know I hear this all the time. It's like, wow. Um, I, there's no way I can afford forty-five, fifty bucks an hour. That's crazy. But if you think about it, what might take a brand new VA who you're paying twenty dollars an hour, an hour or two hours to do, your higher, more experienced virtual assistant is going to do that in a lot less time with a lot fewer mistakes and a lot more quality. So, in the short run, you might be paying more. In the long run, you're saving more. Right. So you well, need to in think the
2: about that. In the business world, I, I try to sketch out everything in turn uh, in terms of uh, what's the return on the investment. Mm-hmm. And we do this every single day for corporate clients. And people are a little surprised at, at that when, uh, when we go in and do corporate trainings with Clemmer and Associates. I want to tie the results we're able to produce for them as a company to a return on their investment. And they're looking at me like I'm a little crazy <laughs> because <laughs> (laughs) what we're doing is going in and training at that experiential level but those are also things that can be measured client satisfaction employee engagement all of those softer items can be measured so it's just not about um, the income statement or the balance sheet measurement only so i'm, I'm right. really glad to hear you hear you say that now one of the things that you mentioned in terms of some of the tools that you use you use skype and you mentioned something about email earlier in the show and for the longest time i had a challenge getting my arms around my inbox do you have any tips for the listeners around how would you get your head around and your arms around uh the inbox in that that tends to breed like rabbits
3: I have an old, a whole report on that. Um, the first thing I, I say, if you can, delegate it. I spent eight years managing my own inbox. And last September, October, I finally hired my own assistant to handle my email. And yeah. I kid you not, it gives me three, four, five hours a week back of my time because she's sorting my email. She's responding to the stuff she needs, that she can handle. For example, Kathy, you dealt with her quite a bit in, in yes. this um, interview. Um, I stayed out of it. So, if you can delegate it, delegate it. Um, if you can't, then you need to create filters, create rules. If you're using Gmail, you can create filters. Um, if you're using Outlook, I love Outlook, you can create folders and rules, and things just go into these folders. And then you Wonderful. can go check your folders, and it keeps your inbox levels down.
2: Wonderful. Um, well, let's do this, Tracy. I want to make sure, because we're about ready to close out the show, okay. I want to make sure that listeners have a way to reach you and tap into the talents that you offer. So, tell us, how do we get a hold of you at Business Solutions Made Simple?
3: Well, you just go to Business Solutions businesssolutionsmadesimple.com. Um, that's my website. So, you can go there. You can find out more about us. Uh, you can sign up for my upcoming webinar that's next week. It's going to take what you and I talked about, and we're going to go even more in-depth about working with a virtual assistant. Uh, if you go over to my blog, you'll find where you can sign up for that inbox management report and get Fantastic. yourself down to inbox zero
2: fantastic. So, you have been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour today with our special guest, Tracy Osborne. I really encourage you to go out to businesssolutionsmadesimple.com and check out Tracy's website. She has really paid it forward to the world in terms of some great tools that she has available on her website. And we ask that you just let Tracy know how she's doing. Thank you so much for tuning Tuning in today. We look forward to having you back next week. I am your very grateful host, Kathy Fairbanks, at the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour.
1: Thank you for tuning into our show. You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at four PM Eastern Time, 1 PM Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success.